Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are so glad to be joining you. And you're joining us at supertalk.fm. Good Lord, that is super loud today. Why are we so loud, Joel? Because we have a football schedule, Brian. That's, 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 We're excited. About, that's just loud. I don't know what's going on there. All right. Hopefully that brought it down. Hopefully you didn't have the earbuds full volume. <laughs> uh, let me get some, some complaints. Supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcast from, we appreciate everybody Tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We'll thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Turn and Spoon Ice Cream. Did you see the unmitigated gall of Dave Embrick? Talking about being in line I at noticed. Starbucks. I noticed. Who does this guy think he is? I'll give him a pass. Um, it's been a pandemic. Things have been crazy. I hadn't been in Starkville but a few months. Yeah, I guess it's like eight months now. Um I'd like to think he, he's probably learned the error of his ways. Uh, he took a beating on um, Twitter because he said he went to Starbucks and not to Strange Brew Coffee House. Starkville's, nay, the SEC's premier coffee house. The world. The world. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a happy show today. Uh, so. Don't make the same mistake that the uh, MSU chief of staff did. Do, do you think that Shane uh, and his beautiful, lovely wife, you think, you think they wake up every morning and she says, what are you going to do today, Shane? And he says, try to take, try over, to the take world. over the world. Do you think that Same happens? thing we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> That's her name, Pinky. Pinky Reed. I don't know if you knew that or not. And, uh, uh, yeah. What's that, brain? Yeah, that's that's what's going on there. So... The only way they can do that, though, is with your help. So make sure you drop by the uh, the drive-thru at Strange Brew, the walk-up at Strange Brew on University Drive, or if you're in Tupelo, go over to Brewpolo and uh, get yourself taken care of. College Corner wants you to shop online at collegecornerstore.com, and they're making it so easy for you to do and save big, big money. Buy a gift card at collegecornerstore.com, and all you've got to do then is get that purchase made, and it's 30% off. $100 gift card, that's a $70 purchase for you. Buy yourself a brand new polo. Got enough left over for a brand new baseball. Yeah, you know, some of you got one of those big old SUVs that it probably would have cost, you know, about 70 bucks to fill up. And uh, instead of, since you don't have to come, you know, we don't know what the fan situation is, but odds are it's going to be a little tougher to come by coming to Starkville this year. So just spend that 70 bucks in gas you would have spent. Buy yourself a gift card. Bam. 100 bucks. You could gear up the whole family with a new t shirt or something. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Do it. Why have you not? Do it. <laughs> Do it. There's all the different memes here. Collegecornerstore.com or go by either of their two locations. They're at Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Right now is not the time to be doing things the wrong way with your business. As Sylvester Croom once said, you want to do things the right way. Now, he wasn't always right about everything. 
fact, he wasn't right about most things. But in that one instance, he was correct. Do things the right way, and doing business the right way means you need to call Advantage Business Systems and find out how to put 45 years of experience helping businesses like yours in your back pocket. They've got all the solutions, so give them a call today. 844-833-6245, or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Yes! <laughs> we have a football schedule. It's locked in. I feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong at this point. And we can build this thing together. Stand it strong forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Mississippi State's got 10 football games. They are scheduled. They are going to happen. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Let's start it off. And, of course, we'll get to the rumblings afterwards. Uh, honestly... You knew you were going to have to play at LSU at some point. There's no better time. There's no better time to play them than week one. That is your absolute best chance for an upset right there. No question about that in my opinion. And if you lose it, well, you, you're, you're probably expecting to lose it anyway. So, um, But that—that that is, you know, I, I reached out to a couple of LSU people today, and nobody has a, a clear-cut na- number. But at best, you got to feel that stadium's half full. That's at best. It could be less than that. Um, LSU, that's their first game, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. They, you know, they're going to have film, but they are not going to have seen what you have done, whereas you will have seen what they have done. So, because, I mean, there's, they, they say they're going to try to keep some of the same principles from a season ago. And Pelini, you've got tape on him as the defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, you can make the case that you got tape on Mike Leach. You have tape on Mike Leach, and I get that. But Zach Arnett's a little different. Yeah. And that's where I feel like State I feel like State can maybe trade punches with LSU a little bit offensively in this game. What I, I fear is that, you know, they, can they make a stop when they need one? That's where I'm worried. It's good to have something to be worried about. It, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, at LSU, then home against Arkansas, uh, and then at Kentucky, which means that Joel and I don't have to worry about freezing to death. If you're two and one after three weeks. You're in good shape. You are golden. If you're three and one, well, you're not going to be three and one after three weeks because you can I, only I, play I, I, three and one after four weeks. Okay, because then you play Texas A&M where you've won four, three straight here in Starkville. You're off, and then Halloween with the tide, <laughs> trick or treat. I'm going to bring a little basket up there, and I'll, I I'm going to be like, if you don't stop claiming the 1941 national championship, I'm going to roll every tree on this campus. <laughs> That's what I want for trick or treat. You got anything to say to that? I've got nothing. I've got I've got not a thing. Just wondering if we'll get the the breakfast. Ooh. Um, I would omelet like, bar, but I'm guessing probably. What not. time did we get home in sixteen? Do you remember? Were we home by like six? I don't know. And, and all of this is. I'm wondering if we can get home in time to <laughs> trick or treat with our kids. I mean, if it's an eleven o'clock game, mm-hmm. game's over. 2.30. Got a right. We could be home by 6.30, 7 o'clock. A little late start to trick-or-treating. Yeah, of course. All this is assuming that they let road media come. Which is an assumption at this point. We don't know anything yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we have no idea. Nothing for sure on that. I mean, right now, even Major League Baseball 
by and large, road media is not going to road games. Right, right. So I kind of doubt we're going to road football games this year. But we'll see. I mean, it may be a different world by Halloween night, too. That's that's true. That's true. Two and a half months away. Yeah. I, I got a question for you at the end of this. Yeah, that's a good point. November is this for Mississippi State. Vanderbilt at home, then Auburn at home. The only back-to-back home games of the year. Then back-to-back road games at Georgia, which is probably you know your worst-case scenario for one of the three big teams. Yeah. Because at that point, there could be a good bit of fans in the stadium. Could be. And Georgia will certainly be clicking at that point. Then you're at Ole Miss on Thanksgiving weekend, not Thanksgiving Day. Somebody uh, tweeted at me and made a really good point. With the testing pr- protocols, you probably can't have Thursday games, can you? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, aren't uh, they te- they're, they're testing on Thursdays. Yeah, so, I need to go back and, and reread those protocols that they released a couple weeks ago, but I, I think that that was, that was right. Um, then again... You know, we, we saw the news the other day about, was it Yale and the NBA had kind of developed this spit, yeah, spit yeah. test thing? I mean, may, maybe they're doing that then. You can test every day. Yeah, that's uh, true, too. I, I mean, I don't know. I, again, it's maybe a different world by Thanksgiving week. No, so, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, th- that's the thing to remember as you go through this schedule. This thing may ebb and flow. It will. I, I mean, it will. You know, so, you may have a game get canceled and you push it into that bye week. Um. You may have a game here on the back side of the schedule that gets canceled, and you push that into that December 12th open date for everybody. I, this thing is is the schedule, but it may not be exactly when you play it, depending Correct. on what happens. Correct. So th- it's going to be a year where everybody's got to be flexible. And then, of course, we want to finish up with uh, the December 5th game against uh, Missouri. First time since 2001 that the Egg Bowl is not the regular season finale, uh, and then that's how they'll, they'll finish up. I got a question for you. Okay. December fifth. I don't think we'll ever get I don't think we're gonna get full capacity this year. But do we have thirty thousand plus at Davis Wave on December fifth? Uh I'll be optimistic and say yeah. I'll I'll uh because right now look I this isn't to make this a political deal. You can like Tate Reeves declaration or not, but I mean he he had like the declaration where everybody that's participating in high school stuff can have two supporters or, you know, two fans in the stand. So it seems like he's okay right now with fans coming. He has said in the past that right now it looks like 25% or less or so for for college stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's now. You know, that's August, September. Right. If you believe that this is going to get better over the course of the next three months... I mean, it's stand to reason that you could get up to fifty percent. So I, I'll, I'll be optimistic that some of these testing developments and uh, everything else comes to fruition, and you have at least a fifty percent full Davis way. Okay. I'm an optimistic guy, though, by nature. So I like that. I mean, it sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels fine. It feels fine to be optimistic on that, especially with all the, like I said, the advancement in testing seems to be coming. Uh, it seems like you know. Seems like things are going to go that way. I feel I feel pretty good myself. Um, if you told me today that it wasn't above like twenty five percent, I would kind of question if things went haywire in the season because yeah. of the virus spreading and things like that. So, 
so yeah, I'll be I'll I'll, I'll lean on the optimistic side and say it's going to at least be a half full Davis Wade Stadium clanging cowbells at Missouri for their first SEC trip into town. All right. I'm gonna. I feel like you're. I feel like you're right. As the as the dogs move to ten and zero, which means on the way to Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like if that's the case, though, probably the same thing at Ole Miss, right? Probably at least half full. Yeah. So so they might have as many people in there as they had the last time State was in Oxford. (laughs) So just just pointing that out. So ten games. uh, You know, we'll obviously have a long way to go and talk about predictions and things like that as we go. Practice starts today, as you're listening uh, on, on on Tuesday. Um, so we'll have you know plenty to talk about on tomorrow's show. We get to talk to Mike Leach Tuesday night for the first time. Of course, Joel and I have talked to him, but as a media contingent, we have not spoken to Mike Leach since signing day, February. Is that right? Did we not have some sort of? I don't guess we did. No. Wow. Wow. That's that's hard to believe when you think about it. Uh, but we'll talk to him. Well, we what's have- even harder to believe is we haven't had a, a media op with a player. Now, granted, I talked to Kylan and myself and Paul Jones and a couple other at folks the, talked yeah. to him at, at that key ceremony thing um, when he got presented the key to Columbus. But we haven't had an organized media op with a player since the Music City Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So That's insane because yeah. there was no spring. No spring, no pro day. No pro day. Uh, no, nothing. there's been no camp stuff so right, far. Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll get. We finally back on that track uh, starting this week. So that's good stuff. So schedules up. That media op with Mike Leach tonight, as you listen, that mm-hmm. may be two hours long. Got a lot of questions. And and he's gonna and he'll talk. be long winded. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, no question. No question about that. I mean, on top of just football stuff, you know, we got to talk about what, the COVID stuff. We got to talk about the <laughs> schedule. We got to talk about, you know, do we know if anybody's going to opt out? Roster stuff. Roster stuff, which still which isn't by, by, Well, I, I was, I think we're, as you might could guess, with camp starting today. We're close. I think we're getting one today. Hey, that's Tuesday. Good. That's good stuff. So, hey. it'll be interesting to see, if, you know, there's a couple names that you yeah. might want to look to see if they're on there or not. A lot to talk about with Mike So, Leach. we'll see. And we'll do that later, uh, later on this evening. All right, let's move on into the rumblings brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome home, Beef. We want to remind you that this weekend the food truck will be up and running, eleven to two and six to ten. Uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, they will be uh, serving burgers, steak sandwiches, steak tacos, and steaks. So a big beefy selection for you to uh, to, to look at and buy and enjoy this weekend. Of course, if you're down in Hattiesburg, you can just go by Cotton Blues and enjoy a welcome home beef steak there. If you're in Collinsville, Mississippi, you can just buy it right off the shelf. Or you can head up here to Starkville, buy it there, or give them a call and see if they can ship to you. Just just give them a call, make that special order, or order right off the menu. They've got all sorts of options available. So, 662. uh, Oh. You uh, forgot it. uh, You forgot it. Dang, I worked so hard to try to remember. And I haven't talked to the guy. I haven't talked to Will in a few days, so it's like he's in numbers down the street here. Here we go. Uh, 268. 8148-662-268-8148 or just go to facebook.com slash welcome home beef place your order with them come by and get something off the food truck go to Cotton Blues and get a steak go to Collinsville at the Piggly Wiggly and buy a steak whatever you do wherever you get that steak from one thing is for sure it just tastes good got a lot of questions today my friend hey you and I got lots of answers we do I got I got a lot of mentions today too so that's that's another 
another issue. We got to find that. Which means you're probably going to miss some good questions. I will probably do that. All right. So here's where (laughs) you tweeted, and we'll start with that. All right. Here we go. Ryan Nelson has the first questions. I actually somehow missed his questions last week. So these are the questions from last. Don't, no, don't. If he wasn't your lifelong buddy, uh-huh. you, you would have uh, maybe turned him off from yeah, the show forever. But I think he's kind of at this well, point knows who you are, and he knows that he, I'm, uh, I'm useless. He continues to put up with your crap. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. All right, what quote or saying do people spout, but is complete BS? Um, the word I don't know if this qualifies. People say literally all the time and don't mean literally. True. Which they literally, literally say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a saying. That's yeah. A, um, I think, and people get mad, but people always say about how like, deep down everybody's good per- a good person. That's not true. There's lots of terrible people in the world. Lots of them. Majority of them. To quote Luke Bryan, who I'm not a big fan of, mm-hmm. I think it's Luke Bryan that sings a song. Okay, <laughs> I believe most people are good, by and large. Uh, I don't know about that. By and large, I don't. I don't buy that. I, I, I think that, that we live Look in a society world. today, the world. where everybody tries to put everybody in one box on one end of the spectrum or the other, and I think most of us are right smack dab in the middle that just wants everybody to be okay. You know. You know. I, I don't. The other thing is, people are about like, oh well, you know. It's just so much worse today because of social media. People are so much worse. Yeah, like Genghis Khan killed like 10 million people. So maybe people have just always been jerks. Or maybe Genghis Khan was just a jerk. He was a jerk. Somebody, <laughs> some, somebody on social media that was like saying, you know, you shouldn't hold Genghis Khan up to be a, uh, a hero. I'm like, are we canceling Genghis Khan? Like, what? Who was holding that guy up as a hero? The guy's one of the biggest mass murderers of all time. <laughs> Did you know that he he impregnated so many women? This is a true story. That like literally to this day, like three percent of the world is direct is descended from him. He got around. But you gone. are you? I could be. I don't know. I haven't ever done the ancestry dot com all the way back to Genghis Khan. Ah. Uh, so, but I mean, there's an off chance. I didn't expect. He came through my neck of the woods. When you asked that question, I didn't expect to be going down this road. But Genghis here we Khan, are. Yeah. Uh, is Robert California the most underrated character on The Office? Haven't gotten that far yet because, you know, I was going through The Office and I'm, I'm at like season five and it's been like several months since I've yeah. watched an episode. Say, with me, I stopped watching The Office. The episode where, have you seen the episode where Michael hires his, his nephew or something and he no, spanks him? I don't think I have. I watched that episode and that was the one I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't anymore. And I just stopped watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm on like so. I, I have never seen an episode with Robert California in it, so can't say. What problem or situation did TV or movies make you think was be, would be common, but when you found out it, what, what, when you grew up, you found out it wasn't? I thought quicksand was going to be a bigger deal. Yeah, uh, especially playing Mario back yeah. in the day. I mean, that, that stuff would get you in Super Mario too. Yeah, there's no quicksand hardly anywhere. Yeah, hadn't seen any. I don't. Or think. like whirlpools. <laughs> you just go out on the boat and never, the never, never ending holes. Yeah, you just, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, vines that bite you, yeah, out of pipes. Like, a, yeah, I don't know how this turned into a Mario discussion, but stuff like that. All right, uh, Trey O'Brien wants to know what's the biggest MSU upset win that you've attended. The biggest upset win. Ooh, um, gosh, I don't. I don't know because that you know I've missed some of the 
some of the great ones, like the the Croom beating Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I, not, was there. I was not in attendance for I that. I was there for that one. Um, I mean, I watched it, right? But wasn't wasn't there. I was at the '96 Alabama game. I was not. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying in my mind to just go through some of the big upsets. And I was at the '97 Auburn game. Wasn't. Um, were you at uh, 07 Auburn over there? Nope. No. Nope. Not over the. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was at all the home games in 07. But I. Thought you might have been working with the university at that point or something. Well, I was, but they didn't. You didn't go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I, I don't. Honestly, oh nine eight bowl. Yeah, I was there for that. Okay. Um. I mean. Gosh. I, I'm just thinking like that. Uh, I know what it was. I know what it, I know exactly what it was. Okay. It was not long ago. All right. 2016, the Peter Sermon year when State beat A&M. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. You, yeah, there you go. Were you at 06 Alabama? Here? They won over, yeah. No, no, over no, there. No, no, okay. no. I was thinking 07 and yeah. the Anthony Johnson. But 16, A&M's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. That, that, would be, that would have to be it because that was like a top five team, wasn't it? They were number four in the, yeah. play, the first college football playoff ranking. Yeah. Yeah, and, and State was not good. State was bad. Yeah. They're very bad. Uh, besides Maine, what's the biggest upset loss you've been at? Mm. Ooh, I was at 01 Troy. I was at uh Oof. Didn't Tulane beat Croom? I was there for that. That was uh yeah, I was at that game, 06. And that's a good one. Um uh I was at 91 Memphis. The answer may be South Alabama beating State. That's a good one. 16 South Alabama. It's a good one. 12 Ole Miss is a good one. Yeah. So I've been, I was at a lot of them. On the 2020 schedule, what do you see as the biggest upset potentials, both wins and losses? Auburn, to me, is the biggest win potential. I mean, I mean, obviously, LSU, there's I like was going to say, I, would, I wouldn't pick it, but that LSU game now being week one makes you think there's a puncher's chance that was not there before. You know me and LSU, though. I don't yeah. Like, I don't like to predict those things. Auburn, for me, and then the biggest loss – Potential is probably the Egg Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I don't think states losing to Arkansas or Vandy or or Missouri. No. So yeah. Did I see right? I think Ben tweeted this Portnoy that there's a line for the Egg Bowl and states like a humongous dog. But somebody tweeted that Brett McMurphy tweeted that, and I don't know who's making these odds, but had Ole Miss as a sixteen and a half point favorite. No. Even Joel Coleman might have to to gamble on that one. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. sign me up for that. I got it. And here's the thing, though, and I want to make because I know some Ole Miss fans might get mad, and I really don't care if they do or not. But if it was the other way around, I would take Ole Miss. If State was a 16 and a half point favorite, I, I don't think State's winning that game by by 17 right now. So yeah, that's just a bad line. Andrew Madden, what's something you didn't realize you took for granted before the pandemic that you learned you do? Hmm. <sighs> The uh, <laughs> I, there's a bunch of things. I mean, we I could do a whole show on this probably, but <sighs> the ability to kind of get what I need to get done when I need to get it done. Mm-hmm. That's good. Before the pandemic, I mean, kids and day and look, they are kind of 
they are back in daycare now and but now i've got my wife at home every day as we're any day away from getting chloe kate into the world so i don't know i hadn't had the house to myself since march i haven't either yeah um but in our profession what we do not that we don't work but generally you know we have empty houses to do it in and and we can kind of you got time to do your stuff and like now i'm dealing with i mean sports illustrator wants us to do you know lots of unique video content and stuff like that and and when you got two kids under four running around and you and you got a wife banging pots in the kitchen and you got all kind of you just it's kind of tough to do what you wanted to do yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, I used to. I had such a routine, right? Yeah, take my my oldest daughter to school. That's the best way to say it is. I I've been completely out of my routine, and I haven't really been able to find right. a consistent routine. You know, and then like eight to one, I was you know at home, had quiet time, do whatever I was thinking about, get my get whatever content I wanted to put together, exercise, do whatever I wanted to do. That's part of the reason I stopped exercising is I just lost my routine, and I you know. Because I don't want to do DDP yoga with my kids running in and back, running back and forth. Yeah. I'm like I just don't want to do that. So, yeah, just routine. Uh, just just little things like you know, hey, I'm going to go to the camp house and grab some lunch. I haven't done that since this started. I don't think I may have been once. And I used to go like once, at least once a week, maybe once every other week. I haven't eaten in a restaurant since March. You haven't I gone st- and sat st- down? No, I, I've had takeout. I, yeah. I've had lots of takeout. Yeah, but you so sat I, I've, I've sat down and eaten. I've given money um, yeah. <laughs> to the local economy. Yeah, but I, I have not been in a restaurant to eat sitting yeah. down since March. Right. Another one from Andrew Madden. With wrestling's downturn since March, can it ever recover? What downturn are you talking about, buddy? I don't watch WWE. <laughs> AEW has been fantastic. What are you talking about? I have. I don't pay a ton of attention to the ratings. Is there have their ratings been okay? Do you even oh, know? No, no, no. I'm talking about AEW. Oh, AEW's ratings have been good. Been about they, the same. They've been good. They've been going up, and they, you know, they've been capturing those those important demographics yeah. from the demo god, Chris Jericho. So, I mean, I watch it, but I hadn't paid yeah. attention to the wait. Yeah, the they, they've been beating NXT basically every week. Yeah, just wait till WWE brings in the Thunderdome on Friday. Don't Whatever me, the heck that don't is. Don't get me started with them. Justin Strawn wants to know. Assuming we record this, what is the toughest and the easiest three game stretch of the 2020 season? So let's get that schedule back up here. I would think the easiest is actually. Let's see here. Let's see the Arkansas, Arkansas, Kentucky, Kentucky A&M. A&M. I mean that's not is really that, super easy, but that's it. The toughest is. I don't know. There's a. Is it Vandy? No, because Vandy, Auburn, Georgia, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's not. That's not. That's prob- actually the, the toughest is probably Auburn, Georgia, Ole Miss. Would you agree? Yeah. Or Bama, Vandy, Auburn. I think I think Ole Miss, at Ole Miss is tougher than Vandy at home. So Auburn at Georgia at Ole Miss is the toughest three game. What's before Vandy? At Bama? Bama. Oh gosh. That ain't it. But hey, you couldn't ask for much more with how you got to handle Bama. You're off the week before you play them, and you have Vandy the week after. You know, State... The schedule actually played out really well. It really did, because you don't really have back-to-back weeks where you just feel like no chance, no chance. Think about what they had originally for October, when it was what? They had Auburn, Georgia... I'm sorry, Auburn, LSU, A&M, Alabama, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, in some order, and that got taken care of. It's gone now. So That said, nobody in the... I mean, State's got to have... Arkansas. State's got to have the... Toughest road schedule, yeah. I mean, of anybody, nobody else is doing at LSU at Alabama at Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Dogs are supposedly the preferred pet for men. Cats are supposed to be de- despised by men. Dogs are needy 
and are the least independent pet you can have, which is not something most men find appealing. Cats are extremely self-sufficient and dependable, which are traits men usually admire. Why are dogs supposedly the preferred pet for men? I have one of each, so I'm not partial either way. I've had dogs. I have cats now. Um, I think it's more of a hunting thing. Like a, a hunter-gatherer goes back to the old days where you took your dog to go hunt with you. You know? And the dog would protect you. That's why he's man's best friend. Well, there's just... With dogs, there's... There's that unconditional love factor true. with the dog. That's true. Whereas Which a cat... Want, if a cat could talk, and you'd, you'd be cuss getting you. cussed every day. You can't train a cat to do anything, hardly. You know? Yeah, a couple things, maybe. But, you know, that's why he's man's best... But I think it goes back to the old days of, of just... A man would go to hunt... And to, he would take his dog to help him, to protect him. So, Who is the better television character? He says Burgundy, but he means Ron, Ron Swanson or Dwight Schrute. I didn't watch Parks and Rec, so I can't, oh, I can't wait. I would say Ron Swanson is the better TV character. They're both great, though. And then, well, I guess I have to answer the next one, too. Better show, TV, The Office or Parks and Rec? The Office was the better overall show, I think. Because Parks and Rec is sort of a ripoff of it. And, like, it's just tough to buy this. The Office, you know, the first... You're supposed to believe they're making a documentary on this office. Yeah. And so I'm also supposed to believe they're making one on this Parks and Rec department. Too. So I just, I, you know, it's difficult. Matt Black has an interesting question. What original school from the SEC West has never made it to the SEC championship game? Gosh, let me let me go through them. Uh, if you, yeah, do you, need, do you want to do it that way? Alabama? They have made it many times. Auburn? Many times. Um, Arkansas? Twice. LSU? Uh, many times. Mississippi State. Just the once, but they have made it. Um, we won't count A&M because they just... No, no, we're talking about the original. The original. Yeah. So who does... Is there anyone else that just hadn't made it? Ole Miss has never made it. Ole Miss has never made the SEC championship game. So That's, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting that, that since they've held the championship game, there's these all these teams in the West, right, and there's just one that... One team has not made it, correct. And it was, um, who did you say it was? It was Ole Miss. Okay. Corey Sherman says he would also like to know the answer to that question. So, again, in case you missed it just a second ago, Ole Miss is the one team on the SEC, in the original SEC West teams, that has not made the SEC championship game. Rob Hadaway. Bill Simmons once said, when your team wins a championship, you can't complain about anything for five years. Since the Giants won three from 2010 to 2014, how much longer do I and Rob have to com- have before we're allowed to complain? Well, winning the championship resets your clock, so, so we're in fourteen. It. So yeah, you, you can now complain. I'd like to complain. Well, you, I'll tell you when all you Giants fans should have started complaining. Mm-hmm. The date whenever Farhan decided to keep Bumgarner. No, decided that Gabe Kapler is going to be your man. That's uh, not it's not looking good. Not looking. Oh, good. I I told you that day. Well, one. You're right. You're right. I, I watched too many Phillies games. Against the Braves. Did you see what they did this past Gabe weekend? Gabe Kapler is a awful. Did you see what they did? An awful manager. Did you see what they did this past weekend? What? They had a four-run lead in the top of the ninth against the A's on Friday. Oh, yeah, and blew it. Blew it. They had a three-run lead in the top of the ninth on Saturday and blew it. I will say that's not that's not Kapler. It is because of the way he manages the bullpen. The bullpen is so bad. And then they just got shellacked. But if you're a major league pitcher, you should be able to hold a five-run lead. You in should. Well, they also had a couple of defensive boners. They're just, they're just not a good team. Yeah, but We can complain now. Paul Jones, so that time frame ended Friday night. I agree, Paul. <laughs> uh, Alexandra Watson, it, knowing everything you know now, if you could go back in time and give yourself your 20-year-old self some advice, what would it be and how different do you think your life would be? So what would you tell 20-year-old Joel? 
Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> you, you, go go for twenty year old Brian. Oh, I gotta go I first. Think, yeah, because I'm thinking. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I love my job right now. I'm afraid if I give myself some some other advice, I'd end up not doing this. Well, it's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you make. I mean, I mean, I guess my biggest thing is I would have told myself to stay in school, just get, get your degree, because I mean, your life probably would have been easier from that point to now than it was. What was your What were you working towards? Did you have a major? I was a political science major, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I wanted to teach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Doctor Brian Haydad, Doctor of Political Science. Wow. Yeah, I used to be super into politics. Not so much anymore. And you, at some point, I guess the pizza turned, you know, complete 180. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to do that. I just, I did it because I was, I was good at it and it was made money. Well, no, I'm just saying the pizza turned off your politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, 180 yeah. on that. Just, I just gave up on that. Um, I, 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 I think maybe what I would have told myself, I don't think I would be, <laughs> I don't know, it's so tough because this is what I would have told myself, but then again, I enjoy what I do now. But it w- it's okay to just like, and I-, I would tell this to kids today, it's okay to learn a trade kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you think about this pandemic and the people that are essential. And, I mean, there's always going to be air conditioners need fixing. Or, you know, there's always going to be uh, plumbing work to be done for people. Uh that kind of stuff. You learn a trade, you'll have a job for life. Yeah. Um, and we've seen over the last few weeks, you know, we, we needed this, and still need this football season to happen. I mean, we, our jobs may be safe, but they may not be. Uh, we're, I like to think to some degree, like doing the show and stuff, we provide a measure of entertainment and distraction for you all and, and stuff. So in that, in that sense, you know, maybe we are important. <laughs> Not to give ourselves an over sense of importance, but yeah. you know, if you, if you, if you do some of that other stuff, you will forever have a job. No, you're kind right. of thing, and I, I think that's important. So if you're a kid in high school and you don't know what you want to do in life, you, college isn't for you. Don't be afraid. Just college go, isn't for everybody. Yeah, go go yeah. learn your trade. Learn trade. I know a lot of folks learn trade, making more money than I'm making. Oh yeah, I mean mechanics, and I got a master's plumbers, degree. Those guys are making big money. There's no shame in it. Never. I, I, that's something that I, I firmly believe. There's no shame in any job. If you if you work if you work a job and you bring home a check and you do an honest day's work, it doesn't really matter what you do. You deserve respect. Oh, amen. So, all right. Uh, Austin Reed has a number of questions here. Um, what SEC West school that was a national seed lost at home in a 2018 regional to Tennessee Tech? I think that's in baseball. Do you know who that was? Ah. Uh. I have to do some thinking. Um, I want to say myself and Robbie Falk was driving home uh, from Tallahassee, and and we were listening to this game on the radio. And I believe it was Tennessee Tech against. I think it was a school in Mississippi. Do you, well, it couldn't have been Mississippi State. No, because they were in Tallahassee. That's right. Right, and I don't think I don't think USM was a home team that year. Ole Miss has got to be Ole Miss. It was Ole Miss. That's right. Very good. I think they did choke that away. Yeah. What SEC West school claims an SEC West championship but has never actually won it? Ooh. Well, we just we just determined that every other school has been to the championship game. Yeah, and I think you have to get 
to Atlanta to the championship like, game to actually be a champion. Right, right. Because that's you know that's how that works. And so, so if only one hadn't, it has to be who, Ole Miss. Who, who, who did we say it was? It was Ole Miss. Oh, that's right. Crazy. What town in Northwest Mississippi is Jake Mangum the mayor of? Well, we already know the answer to that. He was elected mayor of Oxford. So, uh, you know, I bet bet nobody would tell his kids they couldn't go play football there. I'll tell you that much for sure. What happened at the end of the 2019 Egg Bowl? As we know, that was urination simulation. And then what a day it was. <laughs> All right. Performed by the school known as? Yeah, the school, yeah, the school up north. Well, I'm looking for another Ole Miss there. All right. Andy Atkinson, question last week was about adding teams. An I-20 north-south setup wouldn't work. Both Alabama and Georgia are north of I-20. Well, so is Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, uh, we, you know, you just got to figure things out. I-40 would be a better divider. I don't see how that would work. All these schools are south of I-40. Uh, anyway, he has uh, some divisions here for us. The South Division is the most brutal division in the history of college football. His South Division is Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, LSU, State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, A&M. Meanwhile, in the North, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Nebraska, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Ohio State's already signed the papers. (laughs) They're in. My God. Don't want that at all. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Trotter Flint, excluding our local southern U.S. dialect, what is your favorite accent? Ah, uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. If I could give my wife another accent, what would it be? Um, is it Italian? Would that be? You got a little Italian, and no, no that's, that's your other I side. I don't that's have right. any. Yeah, that's right. So. What about like just a Boston Maybe British, just British, British accent? I kind of like British. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, like the Queen of England kind of British, not the, you know, what what cherry. Like, I don't know. Page WWE accent. Okay, okay. And that's that's British. I, right? I, I wish yeah. I could. I wish I, had, I was. I could always talk in a Russian accent. See, on? see that that no that that's that not, would be good. That would not be. Welcome it. to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> I am Brian Edad. My comrade is Joel Coleman. <laughs> yeah, I think that would work. Very aggressive. So, I don't have a least. What's your least favorite? Like I don't. I don't want to hear. I don't know. Russian, maybe. Yeah. Russian, like. <laughs> I mean, Joel's just over here to reliving Red Dawn. Well, I'm just I'm thinking. What oh, what please. accent would I not want my wife to have? And, and like if she, Joel, if it dinner was, is ready. If it was Russian, you I would take just, children to bed. I would feel like she was the guy on Armageddon beating the snot out of the <laughs> rocket ship. How <laughs> we fix it? How <laughs> we fix things in Russia? There you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Walking bully wants to know: Is the J in your PB and J jam or jelly? Oh, jelly. Jelly for sure. Absolutely. All right, Trey. That said, I think I've, I've actually had jam yeah. or whatever. What's the technical difference there? There is one, and I don't know it. I'm not willing to look it up right now. Okay. Traquan Key wants to know, rank this level of sympathy during the 2018 season. Joe Moorhead, the defense, the fans, John Cohen. Obviously, the defense is number one for me. I mean, because that defense was good enough to win a national title. Fans, fans is number fans two. Fans is two. I feel bad for Cohen in terms of, that that hire was universally praised. 
There was nothing on Joe Moorhead's resume that made you think this guy wasn't going to work out. Moorhead, I don't have a ton of sympathy for because you know he, he was sort of the architect of his own downfall, in my opinion. Fair, is that your rankings as well? Yep. Right. Yeah, I think you summed that up pretty good. What do you think will happen? And, and also, it's tough to feel bad for Joe because he made like $3 million. He yeah. did okay. Well, he made that year. Well, two, that year. Yeah, I was he, saying, he made six total, yeah. Yeah. What do you think will happen with bowl games since some conferences plan to play in the spring? First off, I guess you're right. They plan to play in the spring. There's, I don't think there's going to be any spring football, but it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know. There's not going to be very many bowls. Can't be. That's that's the great question because, like, the bowls are sort of contractually obligated to happen on TV. That that TV time is already sold. So, are they going to put you know four and six teams in the bowls and just figure it out? Are there enough teams playing? Are there enough teams playing football to fill all the bowl spots? I don't even know. And uh, as I swat away a spider that's like lowering from the ceiling over here by me, kill it with fire. Um. While we're on this topic here mm-hmm. of bowl games and college football and, and, and stuff, I've got a rumblings question for you that maybe I should know the answer to. Obviously, the NCAA, you know, the other day said they were postponing at least all fall championships, but, of course, the only one they can is D1 football, right? Because right. college football playoff runs the whole shebang there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they kind of have no legislation over that... yeah. Like, what do do they have legislation here over some of these bowls? No, they have no. None. Le- yeah, it's just weird. I don't, yeah, it's, it's just a, weird. It's an odd it, it, it almost makes you even say like, why does college football D one college football in general have to even listen to what the NCAA says? Yeah, in terms of like recruiting violations, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like they control everything, but they control nothing at the same time. I don't know. Alex Barham wants your favorite character on The Office. Ah, uh, I really do like Jim. That may just yep. that may, may be a right. Homer pick. Creed Bratton, quality assurance, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Nobody ever steals from Creed Bratton. The last guy who did that disappeared. His name, Creed Bratton. <laughs> did more people have a celebrity crush on Kelly Kapowski or Rachel Green? Now you can't go wrong, with Rachel Green. Now I got. I think it depends but, on how old you were. But right? to me, it was Kelly Kapowski. Like Rachel Green's a little older, right? So you know, twenty and thirty somethings had a crush on her, and then teenagers had crushes on Kelly Kapowski. So probably Rachel Green. Friends was a more popular show. That's what I would say. Uh, he wants my perfect meal, all from the grill or smoker, appetizer, entree, dessert. First off, no dessert on the smoker. No, I don't need smoke flavored dessert. No, so that's out. Uh. For an appetizer, I love bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers with Ooh, the cream cheese. Yeah. Love those on the grill. And then for an appetizer, for the entree, ribs. I like ribs. So that's what I'd go with. All right. Uh, but if you, obviously not from the smoker, but your ideal dessert there would be cheesecake, correct? Cheesecake. Yeah. Had some, got some uh, cheesecake from Welcome Home Beef the other day. Some of that Cotton Blues blueberry cheesecake. Yeah. Is that your favorite, blueberry? No, I like just plain old cheesecake. But but it's good. It's really good. 
Uh, let's see here. Steve Mormon. So Arkansas and Tennessee have already announced no to, to on-campus tailgating. Do you see Mississippi State following or allowing tailgating? To be honest, if I can't tailgate, I'm not coming to any games. I'll just watch from home. I hate it for startable businesses, though. I believe, that, and, and they in the schedule release they put out tonight, MSU said they have made no decisions. But I will be amazed if there is tailgating allowed on campus. Yep. I don't think there will be. that. That's more of a guess than anything, but it's a little bit of an educated guess. Plus, didn't the Alumni Association even say that they're the alumni, not doing any of their well, they, they, they have their Hunter Henry tailgate has been canceled. Yeah. So, so that, that's, yeah, probably. It's probably not going to happen, Steve. Harlow Gold wants to know, what is the protocol when an SEC team says we don't have enough players to compete this Saturday? That is an excellent question, and it's one that, assuming I can remember it, I need to go write it down. Uh, I need to write down several questions. Something we need to ask Mike Leach tomorrow night um, and see if he can give us the answer to that. Because that's an excellent question. I don't know. What, what's the number there? How, how, what percentage of your roster has to be... It depends on the. It depends on what we're what talking pos- about. Yeah, it depends on if it's like the whole QB room or yeah. something. Or the worst case scenario is the O-line room. Like, if the QB room goes down, well, then you can just run Wildcat with Kylan Hill. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But if the O-line room goes down, you have a problem. So, I don't know. That's why the schedule, why you have the bye weeks and the extra week between the uh, the SEC championship game and the final game, they're going to try to allow, if a game has to be canceled, to make it up there on the 12th. That's what that's set up for. Uh, Boson Bulldog. My wife wants a Tahoe. I want a Suburban. We have a nine-year-old in baseball, basketball, and baseball. He's, he's twice in baseball. And I coach him. A three-year-old daughter in dance plus a seven-month-old boy. I want the space. She doesn't want to drive a bus. Any advice? I don't know, but if you figure this out, will you let me know? Because, you know, we're about to <laughs> welcome kid number three, and we want something with more room, but I'm kind of really? in, in the spot, too, where, you know, I don't I don't want this humongous something, but then again, I, we kind of need something with a third row. I was kind of looking at something like a Toyota Highlander or something, but... So looking at, and I'm looking at uh, autotrader.com, it's it's a 20-inch difference between a Suburban and a Tahoe. Tahoe has 15, uh, what, what, let me look here, what do we got here? My guess is a Tahoe would have all the room you'd need. It feels like it would. It feels like... Three kids here, is that right? Yeah, one's a baby. So you gotta have a baby seat in there. How old's the daughter? She's nine, so she's not at, she's not, oh, I'm sorry, the daughter's three, so you got two baby seats. Might need to go to suburban on this one. Just feels like with with the you're talking about you got all this the, the baseball and basketball stuff is going to take up a lot of space. You got two car seats in there, three kids, and the parents. You might need the biggest vehicle you, you can get. Plus, who who says that you're done having kids? No, not not going to put that evil on you or anything. But then you're looking. You know, let's say a year from now you have another kid. Oh, if 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 that's even a possibility, you need to get you need to, you need to go big now. Because you don't want to come back and have yeah. to say, "God, I just I just bought this car now. I got to buy another one." Yeah. So go ahead and get the big one. Uh, here are we. Where are we here? Gingerbread, gingerbeard man. Any Lee Witherspoon rumors? Were his high school stats just too good to be true? I mean, there's a lot of great college players, or you know, there are a lot of college players who aren't great who were just dominant in high school. There's no question about that. That said, I mean. I don't know what kind of – I mean, it feels like he's – you know he's not number one, but the talk has been like he might be behind Marks a little bit. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, 
Callen Hill was gone next year, and I mean, of course, Dylan Johnson's here too, so he could yeah. has has an opportunity to step in too. But yeah. I don't know. And shoot, I don't know. State's going to be looking for DBs. Maybe I just throw one of those guys over there. We'll Maybe see. So. Maybe so. <laughs> All right, let's see what else. We- oh, best individual scene from a movie. Best individual scene from a movie. Hmm, I don't know if it's best. I kind of like whenever uh, Aragorn and company is about to charge into Mount Doom. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of that speech. Okay. It is not this day. It is not this day. All right. Um, while I think of something else, you, you, you fire away. My favorite scene in a movie, uh, the, I have to, I can't just do one. The Godfather's, the first scene of The Godfather, where, where you, you, you meet Bonacera, ask him to to help him uh you've seen jfk uh no i have not seen All right, there's the scene with donald sutherland where he lays out the conspiracy of how jfk would have been killed now the government was behind it it's, it's really well acted he was in one scene in the whole movie that's it it's like 15 minutes it's incredible um the the interrogation scene in the dark night yeah is, is, is on there for me um godfather 2 where uh where uh, Michael and Senator Geary talk for the first time, and, and Senator Geary basically makes him like, "I don't like you," and and Cor- Michael Corleone's like, "I don't care." Um, that's a good one. I think some of my favorite movies, uh, the portal scene in Endgame, where where everybody comes back. Spoiler alert. Those are just some. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here, Jared Gardner. How have both of you been lately? Well. Jared, I appreciate you asking. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> I was having some back trouble uh, past few weeks, but I feel I'm feeling. You, you see, I can tell you feel better. I feel a lot better. Joel, I'll tell you, was it was it Sunday night? Oh. Uh, was it last week on like it was last Friday? I, it was last, last Thursday Friday. when we were doing the deep dive. Yeah, you, you, I was not in a good spot. No. I was not feeling well. I, I I feel like I may be having to pass a kidney stone because this pain has like circled around my back and into my front. But I feel a lot better today. So maybe that thing came out and I just don't know it. But they say you do I know I think it. you would know it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't know. So maybe it just found it a comfy little spot in your... It's just nestled into my bladder yeah. or something. And then when it starts moving, you're going to be yeah. miserable. Well, again. We'll be halfway through the show. And I'll, ah! Yeah. What about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm a little... Uh, a little overwhelmed right now. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get everything done. And, and we got football camp actually starting. And, you know, got a baby going to be here any day now mm-hmm. at some point in the next two or three weeks or so uh of course there's two kids under four already in my house so a uh, little, little overwhelmed now so but uh, i'm kind of used to that so yeah I'm, I'm good i'm good good strange brew helps me through brian helps me through that's true the lord helps me through you got all sorts of things blaine whitehead wants to know who is our pick for the 2020 austin williams fall camp darling award and why is it austin williams <laughs> It's a good choice. Yeah. Did you see where, uh, by the way, one of the uh, Washington State receivers into the transfer? I saw forward. that. They heard us. They heard us talking. <laughs> be, I'll be surprised, especially if Tyler Williams can't play, that that phone call's not made. Well, if Tyler Williams can't play, I mean, they I know need, you need to another find another DB. <laughs> but where you, you got to take best available at that point, right? And a I guess you should say called, if Tyler Williams doesn't play, yeah. not can't. Yeah. And if he, do, if he can't play... Or doesn't play, however you want to put it. 
and you can who are you going to find as a DB at this this late juncture? That's true. Why not go ahead and just if you've got an empty spot sitting there and get the best guy you can get, and you get a guy who can come in and play immediately. That's the guy to get. Joel, how many ABs would you need to get a hit in an MLB game? Who am I facing? Would be my question. I mean, you're facing MLB pitchers. Well, yeah, but there's a big difference between facing like Scherzer Mm -hmm. and facing some of this crap that the Braves are throwing out there, and they're starting. You know, you say that. the The only difference is that Scherzer would humiliate you more. True. The MLB, the, just the, the, the lowest ranked guy in MLB, the worst pitcher in MLB, would strike you out on three pitches. Uh, I don't th- like. I, just, I think I can. Unless make, he missed. Like Josh Tomlin, for instance, played for the Braves. He, he's actually a pretty good uh, reliever, but he, he tops out like mid to high 80s. I, I'd make contact. Okay. Well, making contact, if it's a foul ball, that's still a strike until, you know, get strike two. I'm just saying, if I had to face him for four ABs, I'm going to put the ball in play. Okay. Did now, you, I'm going 0 for 4. Cliff I'm, Davis, I'm not, I'm not, did you ever get a hit off of him? Yeah, I did. My freshman year. Not off your head, either. I'm yeah, about, like, like, it was like my freshman year okay. uh, in a summer league game. Now, to be fair, as we got older and as his fastball velocity increased, mm-hmm. no, I did not. But Cliff Davis, as a senior in high school, was throwing harder than Josh Tomlin's throwing now in the big league. Okay. So, okay. I'm just saying, if, I, if I'm facing mid-80s pitching for four ABs, I'm going to put the ball in play. I'm gonna find an MSU pitcher that I'm gonna find somebody. We're gonna put we're gonna put this to the test. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying I'd get a hit. I, I want to see if you put the ball in play. Okay, well we'll, we'll do that. All right. Uh, he also wants to know: Would I rather attempt to tackle Derrick Henry or take an Araldus Chapman fastball to the forearm? Well, the forearm thing is going to break my arm. I don't want to break my arm. I'd rather just try to go low and let Henry hit, hurdle me. Which is what would happen. <laughs> now, I would never. It would be a complete whiff. So yeah, I would much rather try to tackle Derrick Henry. Uh, let's see here, Kurt. What is your go-to stress relief food? Oh, you don't strike Pro- me as a stress eater. Though. I'm not. I'm not at all. In fact, I'm a stress. Don't eat anythinger. Um, I'm not one that needs. If I'm really stressed, I don't eat mm-hmm. at all. Like, I just cannot. I got you. Uh, but if if I really need like pizza is my go to thing like when I'm wanting something to really really enjoy like okay. I, I could just eat all kinds of pizza. That's a good call. Big fan of that idea. Yeah, I uh, figured co- you would. Well, be. It's not a it's not a food. It's Coca Cola. I feel stressed as have a Coke. Yeah. So, uh, Joel, do you ever use MSU or Thunder and Lightning stories in your church sermons? Uh Mississippi State, yes. Um, I think if I've ever used a thunder and lightning, I don't recall. But I mean, I'm not opposed to it if, if something applied that, that I thought got home the point. I, I, if I ever become part of your sermon, I want to know about that. If you're writing out the sermon, you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna talk about you tomorrow. I'm coming to, to services that night." Uh, Dylan Glenn has a defending national champion ever lost week one? Asking for a friend. So I looked into this. I determined that as far back as I was willing to go was to ninety to two to ninety nine, or ninety eight, and that's the start of the BCS era. I found two teams that lost week two. No national champion in that time frame has ever lost week one, but two thousand six, the Texas Longhorns uh, lost to uh, Ohio State, 
who would go on that year to play for a national title. I'm sure Tyler Horker cried. Not because of the game, because he's a baby, probably, at that point. He's, he's a little baby. <laughs> and then in 1999... He really Tim, was probably like six years old. <laughs> I don't know when he was born. Well, I don't know how old he is. Now. Yeah, he would have been like... Eight? Maybe ten. Yeah. And then in 1999, Tennessee lost in week two to Florida. Those are the earliest losses I could find of a, for a defending national champion. Um, of course, the 06 team would have been without Vince Young. You know, he would have been off to the NFL at that point. So, I mean, a, a different-looking Texas team for sure. 99, uh, Tennessee, I don't remember much about them, to be honest. All right, uh, Wes, Wes Edgeworth. I just remember they had an SEC championship that they shouldn't have had. That's true. Wes Edgeworth, if you could become an expert in any skill, what would you choose? No sports. Um... An expert at any skill, what would I choose? Probably something musically. Um, I, I guess if I was just singer extraordinaire, yeah. I mean, you make a lot of money doing I, that. I would love to know how to play the guitar. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking guitar too, but thing is, if you can just play the guitar... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes you a lot of money, but if you can just tell, sing, you can tell make Eddie a lot Van of money. Halen that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you can be in the band. Tell Jimmy Page that. I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be the lead singer. What is the best Mexican restaurant in Starkville? He votes for Casa Bravo. La Terraza guy here. I'm a Mi Hacienda guy, so no, we got them all covered. Wes, the three of us would have a problem. <laughs> we would not be able to figure. Out. That said, I need to go eat at the new Mexican grocery. That's across from Days, where they got a full menu of tacos and quesadillas and stuff. Yeah, looked really good. I need to go check it out. Yeah, the thing is though, I like all of them. It's not. It's not I, as though yeah. I, I can't go to any of them. I, I, I'm not a big La Terraza fan. Really not. Yeah. I've had some bad experiences there. I've, I've never once. Yeah. Lee Battle says, "I still want to know what you think of the Pat McAfee match this weekend. Should I watch wrestling for the first time in 20 years? I wouldn't. Th- these matches between." Celebrities and, and it's not going to be a good match. No, Adam Cole, as good as he is, as great as he is, can't carry this. They've done a bad job with the booking of it. They've made the celebrity the heel, which is incredible to me. Uh, and the other thing is with McAfee, and I think we brought this up. He's a very famous amongst a lot of people, but he is not like this worldwide draw. This isn't like when Lawrence Taylor got into the ring. You know, this isn't Tom Brady getting into the ring. This is just a guy who was, you know, he's more famous now as a radio show host and as a blogger and as a play-by-play guy than he ever was as a player. But don't you feel like, though, it's a, it's a decent thing for NXT to do? Because I, I would dare no. say that a lot of NXT fans no. are college football fans. Oh, I would disagree with that. You, you would? I think okay. they're more hard. Those The NXT fan base is hardcore wrestling. They That's may be true. college football That's fans, true. but they don't want to see co- – Adam Cole, the best guy in the company. That's fair. Wrestling an attraction match. You know, they just don't. So, uh, here are, where are we here? Just trying to find some more questions. A lot of questions, you know, as far as the schedule goes here. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program wants to know what uniform combo would you like to see state wear on 926? I'm a simple man. Shiny maroon helmet, maroon jersey, white pants. Because you know LSU will be wearing white at home. Yeah, well, they'll wear white at home. Yeah. He also asked, yeah. if Adidas made a Russell Athletic 
throwback for 204 to 08. <laughs> Would you be okay with those all season if the team went 10 or no? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get to cover SEC championship game, <laughs> national championship stuff. Winning makes every jersey look good. Yeah, exactly. Like, example. the weirdest thing ever. I was not a big fan of the uh, <clears throat> 2013 Egg Bowl helmet. Like yeah. The, the complete they win gold the game. helmet. They win the game, and now that thing's like legendary. Yeah. Nathan McQuarrie wants to know who benefits the most from LSU State being the first game of the year. It's got to be State. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, because what 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 benefit is I mean, there for LSU? Yeah, that that game. They're LSU. They're the favorite already. That that game for for State is, uh, I mean, shoot, man, it's a gimme. If you get it, great, and if you didn't, you didn't expect to anyway. So, Nathan McQuarrie, house who has, money. Yeah, who has more to lose? The conferences that have postponed the season, if things go miraculously well for the teams that are playing now, or the SEC if the virus continues to spread and the worst happens? I think the teams that are not playing now. Well, I mean, first off, if the worst happens and a player catches coronavirus and dies, that 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 scenario, yes. But if it's, look, we just couldn't control the spread. The players aren't, aren't sick, but we just can't keep them healthy. We can't keep them from contracting it. We've got to shut down. That's not nearly as bad as we played a whole season down here in the South and y'all didn't, and y'all lost millions of dollars. Yeah. That's much worse. Yeah, because right now, if things started to get out of hand, you could just shut it down. Yeah, and that's what saying you're, you're trying the whole time. to play. It's like we're we're going to try to play, but you know we're we're as new information comes in, we adapt to it. Yeah, no, no one has said come hell or high water, September 26th, they are absolutely kicking off the football. Yeah. Like if things get out of hand on campuses all around the SEC in the next couple weeks for whatever reason, they can pump the brakes. Yeah. Another one from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. Coach Cheryl did a great job bringing pride back to state. So what do we think was the biggest reason from the, for the slide from 01 to 03? Lack of discipline, recruiting misses, or lack of recruiting effort? I'm still mystified by this after the mostly good years in the 90s. This could be its own deep dive, to be totally honest. The mm-hmm. problem is I don't know any players that would want to come on and talk. But it's a, I think it's a combination of, of three things. It's one, Ole Miss was investigating him at the time needlessly which uh, was proven in the lawsuit where he won. I think the death of Kiefer McGee really took something out of him. And then if you look at the 99, 2000, 2001 recruiting classes, they are tough to look at. You got so many busts. And you became way too dependent on JUCOs. Way too dependent. So that when you got to 03, you hardly had any seniors. You You didn't have guys, you know, you look at the 99 team, and there's a lot of JUCO guys on there, but you also had a ton of guys who were who had been with the program and had, had, had you know played and learned. And by the time you get to 01, 02, 03, you didn't have that anymore. You didn't have that leadership. So I mean, the nine, those 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 classes, I, I need to find them because if I were to read off the list of names, there's yeah. so few contributors in there. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's something too. You talking about the reliance on JUCO guys? I mean, there's something too with guys that come in as freshmen and work and learn and right. build bonds together. Yeah. and then they've been together by their junior year, about yeah. for three or four years, and and have just built bonds and trust yeah. and relationships and camaraderie. And I, I think that you go through everything you, you together. Can't, you can't measure that, but to me, that's one of the biggest tools, the foundational Absolutely things right. for championships and sports. Absolutely, JUCO guys are like. They're the extras, right? They're like, we just need a little little spritz here, a little spritz there. But you can't build a program on that. You cannot. Uh, let's see here. Um, we got any more? Jeff Hart, the top three tailgate foods. Ooh. See, now here's the thing. 
tailgating is all about you got to be able to move around, right? I don't want to sit down with a plate, all right? So we're not going to go too heavy. Yeah. I mean, you can have brisket or pork butt or something like that. It also depends on how long you've got out there, too. Some some kind of sausage has to Barbecue be Barbecue sausage yeah. is a great tailgate food. Wings is a great tailgate food. Grilled wings. Uh, jalapeno poppers that yes. I mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, and then Mexican food at a tailgate is something easy to do. Fajitas. You, know, you can grill a flank steak really easily and cut that up for tacos. Grill up some peppers and onions. That's a good thing to have. Then of course you got you know like I said if you if you got a tailgate set up where for a six o'clock kickoff you can be outside you know cooking at seven a.m. then yeah pork butt ribs brisket those are fine you know I don't have a problem with that but I want to be able to pick stuff up and go I don't I'm not much I mean I might make a sandwich but I don't I don't want a whole loaded down plate where I'm sitting down in the chair yeah, trying to eat where you gotta have a fork and a yeah and I don't want to do all that <laughs> top three for watching the game at home this is super easy man pizza wings beer. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big I'm a big chip and salsa guy. Chips and so. salsa, chips and queso. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's a good call. Uh, where are we at here? Also about, like also like peanuts. So pe- peanuts and pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right, JC. I get a run over there. Good job. No, we did. This Colin dude from the Action Network. My goodness, has MSU as a 26 point underdog to LSU. And then as MSU is a 16.5-point underdog against Ole Miss. On a scale of 1 to 10, how asinine are those lines, and what does he have against Mike Leach? They're 10s, especially the Egg Bowl one. I was going to say, like, given LSU's reputation and it's a game that will be in Tiger Stadium, I think 26, that's too much, but I will let that one slide. 16.5 for the Egg Bowl right now is ridiculous. I don't even know that Ole Miss should be favored. So, uh, Joel, are you worried? Are you not at all worried? I'm sorry. Are you at all worried about the Braves not making the playoffs? Pitching isn't great in the lineup without Acuna is blah. This is coming from a Yankees fan who has only seen the Braves twice when they lost to the Yankees twice. Well, it's not just without Acuna. It's without Acuna and Albies. Yeah. So our number one and number two hitters in the lineup yeah. are two most dynamic offensive pieces are out and don't really know when they're coming back. Um, and you're right, the pitching staff's trash. Am I worried about them making the playoffs? Uh, I think they're good enough probably to sneak in the playoffs since literally over half the teams in baseball are going to make the playoffs this year. But with just one pitcher, they're not. it would shock me if they got past that opening round best of three, if they even get there. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm a little bit worried about them making the postseason. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, there's an August 31st trade deadline. We'll see if they add a, a starter to, I don't know, try and patch a little bit of a hole. Jimmy Spires wants to know, what's more likely this season, an Egg Bowl brawl or two brawls involving the Astros? <laughs> I don't think there's going to be an Egg Bowl brawl this year. No. I Has Sankey – I need to look in those those rules again to see if they were were, were any kind of, like, we, there's going to be absolutely none of this kind of, you know, yeah. brawl stuff. I don't know. I could see the discipline being pretty harsh for that. Yeah, especially if, yeah, with everything this going year, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jimmy Rayburn wants to know: best guess on the season? Can State do better than 500? What should we expect? At five and five, you should feel pretty good because you've beaten Arkansas, Vanderbilt, uh, Kentucky. 
I'm sorry, Missouri and Ole Miss, I think, and then you've either you've won one of Kentucky, Auburn, and Texas. A&M. Yeah, anything over five and five, you overachieved. And in reality, it, it, it with that that with that schedule, you would have been probably eight and four in the, in, in in real life if we played the twelve games. You would have won your non conference games, and you would have won you would have won those four conference games and been good. Yeah. Anything beyond that, if State goes six and four, that's a fantastic coaching job. Fantastic coaching job. And even at four and six, you should. I mean, if you lose to, if you beat Missouri, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and Ole Miss, you lose the rest. I mean, even then, you would still look at that and go, they would have been eight and four. That's how you try to look at things. In my opinion, you should try to look at things from the prism of what if the season had been normal, what would our record be? And if it if you win four games this year, you would have been eight and four. Simple as that. Well, unless one of those fours, Vandy. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have played. I guess you're right. Still. (laughs) Uh, Is that it? That's it. All right. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but we got stuff to talk about. We obviously will be talking. We're going to record after practice, so we'll have talked to Leach and have all that audio. Or we won't have that audio, but we'll have to tell you what he had to say. Coming out for the uh, first practice of the year. Hopefully, going to have some uh, some of that video and audio for you on cowbellcorner.com. And we'll like have the there. audio on tomorrow on Wednesday's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. So, plenty of chances to catch that. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.